Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And we're here for another week. Episode 98. Yeah, we're getting close to 100. Yes, we are. One zero zero. <laughs> I cannot believe we have done almost 100 episodes of Nintendo Dispatch. Well, you have. I came in a little later, so I think I have like... What episode did you maybe? start at? Do you remember? I don't know. I'd have to go and look back through. We should have probably kept a tab on that. <laughs> I'm curious. I think we can find yeah. find it easy enough on the website because we we sh- typically we um include who the host was for each episode. Mm. So oh, yeah. I th- I think it would be easy to find out how many you, you were in. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see. So I I've done 98 and I think I think you were around 50 or 60. Oh, you haven't done 98 either. I think you've probably done about 95, but... Oh, yeah, true, true. I've missed a few as well. <laughs> you were out of town. <laughs> yeah, that's but, very yeah. true. But yeah, we're almost to the 100. We've got some new news this week, some good stuff, some not eh, not so good stuff, but uh, a lot of a lot of good things to talk about. And then we've got some news for the end of the show regarding what we're playing. So I'm excited to get to that. That's, that's the my main thing is to get that's, to the, the that's end really there. what everyone hangs around for so let's yeah. let's get through it yeah start let's it off do it. yeah all right so i'm gonna start and one of the award related articles we wanted to talk about this episode was that nintendo scored the publisher and the platform of the year award at mcv develop 2020 mcv develop awards 2020 happens on march 5th in central london uk the nominees were selected by a grand jury of 50 industry veterans with 5,000 subscribers casting their vote and nintendo snagged as says as i said the major publisher of the year and platform of the year so that's pretty cool they got it's it's kind of interesting that you know these i don't know I, I've never personally heard of MCV Develop. Me either. <laughs> um, so I don't understand how the subscribers work. Do you pay to be able to cast a vote? I, I'm not really ins- like sure how that works, but mm-hmm. I'm envisioning it as sort of, you know, um, it, uh, like it's it's peers kind of, kind of putting in votes for things that they feel are – of a certain standard and that's my guess so i think that it would be pretty i think that's great that they got a couple awards from this show so you're thinking like hand-picked people from the industry are selected to be subscribers and they can vote is that what you're thinking well i think it's just industry people i guess is is what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. you know for us as designers we have aiga that we can pay into and become like members of and that's people are peers and and people in the industry so i'm my guess and, and similar to know, that we could be way yeah. off but that seems where the value would be for something like this mm-hmm. for it to be a prestigious award it'd be interesting if it's your peers that are nominating you and and giving you the votes well we have also more award news as well so the 2020 bafta which is the british academy of film and television arts the game those game award nominees have been revealed and this takes place on April 2nd. And Nintendo has at least one in every category, it looks like. So I can go almost. through these. Not, almost. Not quite, but but they've got a few. And it's mostly one game in a lot of categories. So Luigi's Mansion 3 development team is nominated for a few of them. It's nominated for animation, best game, family game, multiplayer. And I think that's it. And then besides that, I say that's it, like it's nothing. That's a lot for one game or one team. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then besides that, for Game Beyond Entertainment, Ring Fit Adventure development team is in there for Nintendo. 
Um, music is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for that development team. And then EE Mobile Game of the Year is um, the nomination for Nintendo is Pokemon Go. So I guess Niantic Nintendo, the Pokemon mm-hmm. company. Yeah, sort of I mean, there's there's quite a few things. So I was really interested in the mobile game category. So in addition to Pokemon Go, you have Assemble with Care, which I know is I'm, I'm almost positive that's also on the Switch. There's Call of Duty Mobile, mm-hmm. Dead Man's Phone, Tangle Tower, and What the Golf. And I, I have heard of and seen What the Golf. So, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of the times I'm always curious, like, what is a good mobile game? And it's interesting to see what they've listed out here as some some of those. Uh, Death Stranding popped up in quite a few of these nominations. So, um, Luigi's Mansion goes up against that a couple of times. Uh, I would actually, Death Stranding is also in the music category, so I'd be really surprised if if they didn't win over Link's Awakening because the the music in Link's Awakening was good. It was kind of like nostalgic, but it worked really well for that style. But the Death Stranding music is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there's uh, like the Game Beyond Entertainment category. I thought was really interesting. So obviously you have Ring Fit Adventure, which makes mm-hmm. sense. There's Civilization. There's Death Stranding again. Ca- kind Words. Life is Strange Two. And NeoCab, which we've played before, and that's also on the Switch. But we only we only highlighted and called out games that Nintendo is creating. So NeoCab is on the Switch. So if you're interested in that and that takes the award, it's it's a it's a strange a lot of these like narrative driven or beyond obviously sort of a typical game and i like that category i think that was a really interesting category and a way to put it because sometimes it's not really clear or you know how how do you explain something that's like a ring fit adventure and game beyond entertainment seems like a good way to do it now, for the family category, you have Luigi's Mansion up against Untitled Goose Game. That could be a tough one. I'll be really mm. interested to see who gets that. <laughs> so a couple good categories here. Best game. Uh, obviously, that's a big one. We have Control, Disco Elysium, Luigi's Mansion, we already called out, Outer Wilds, Se- um, sh- what is it? Shadows Die Twice. Sekiro. And- <laughs> yeah, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and Untitled Goose Game. I, I don't know what would take it in that. I've heard great things about almost all of these. So it's got some some real competition in some of these categories. So I, I'm excited. I want to see where how it does. Um, I know a lot of people really love Luigi's Mansion 3. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens on April. Was it the 2nd? Yep, April 2nd. Yeah. So now we had mentioned before that uh, back in, I think it was December, that if you had Mario Kart Tour, you were still playing and you were part of the Gold Pass, you got to be a part of the beta test for the multiplayer. As we knew when when you know Mario Kart Tour, Tour came out, there was no real multiplayer. It was you up against like AI bots basically and um it had names it kind of was faking that it was multiplayer but it, it really wasn't so now it is going to be official we will finally be getting it it was it actually started on sunday march 8th so it's already out by the time the podcast comes out uh and now you can finally play up against other people you will be you real and people. seven others real people <laughs> so there you go you now you now you finally have it if everybody's got access to this, but if you have gold pass and you're still a subscriber, you also get gold pass or gold races, which are 
only exclusive to Gold Pass subscribers, and you can go up against the highest level um, cards, basically. So you probably get some better rewards and things like that, but everybody will have access to multiplayer now. Perfect. Mm -hmm. If you're still playing it, sure. <laughs> you don't have gold anymore, do you? I don't even have the game. I don't even oh, play just, the game you anymore. you took it off your phone? Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, not, I not worth my, it. <laughs> I had my fill. Plus, I, yeah. I have Mario Kart Eight on my my Switch now. If I really need, you the moved fix. up in the world, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it looks like there was a Switch system update. It's called Update Nine Point Two Point Oh. It's live, and it, this is the description. It's a general system stability improvements to enhance the user's experience. That's it. Oh, so cool. enjoy your update people <laughs> yeah pretty exciting stuff enjoy i mean your it, system stability improvements <laughs> it would have been really nice if for the three years we got you know the like the folders that we've UI been talking update, about yeah. and some of the other you know quality of life things that we all want and yeah. uh you know that would have been a really cool three-year get so this is kind of a bummer that it's just a you know stability update really it's super stable yeah super <laughs> uh all right so the next thing we have mentioned in the past that we were both excited for two point hospital which was mm -hmm. coming out on the switch and then when i was going through some of the the news i saw that uk charts came out and two point hospital got the second spot and it sold best it beat it beat playstation 4 it beat xbox one it sold the best on nintendo switch nice. it was yeah so it got 55 percent of the boxed sales um those were on nintendo 34 percent were on playstation 4 and 12 percent were on xbox one and it did really really well for the week ending february 29th it came in second place and it was between call of duty modern warfare and it was above fifa so only one that's game huge. did better that, that's, that's awesome. really huge yeah. so I think those kinds of things are excellent. Those are really, really good to see because it just means more third-party developers would port their stuff to the Switch because they believe in it and they know that it will do well, If especially when you have numbers like this. So it's really exciting to see that. And it and it makes me even more excited. You know, I know it's on my wish list and I haven't been able to, mm -hmm. to drop the money on it yet, but when it does go on sale, it makes it just so I feel more confident in spending the money on this game because it seems like it's doing really well. Yeah. And, and piggybacking on what you said, you know, a lot of third party developers are going to start seeing more and more value towards putting the time into developing for the Switch. And sure. that's what I'm most excited for. Yeah. So that's it's just exciting. So last week and, and just over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a little bit about the coronavirus and and news popping up because of that in the game world. Uh, but last week, we also talked about uh, Tencent and people complaining that there weren't enough games out. Uh, so this this article is a little weird. It, it's strange what they did. Tencent is offering an extended warranty on Chinese Nintendo, on the Chinese Nintendo Switch, apparently due to coronavirus. Uh, so they re released a statement saying it will extend the warranty by six months. and if you bought a Nintendo Switch in China through official outlets before March 31st, you'll get an addition. You'll get that additional warranty. Uh, they didn't give an exact reason why, but it's basically they they said it's 
the sales are dipping due to coronavirus, which just overall, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why are you just extending the warranty for something that people had to buy before March 31st because the sales are bad? Like, the sales have dipped and people have voiced why the sales have dipped, like, why the sales are dipping. People are not happy that there's one game available. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't, don't understand. understand. I don't any think it's a it warranty either. problem, Tencent. <laughs> and I was really, I went back to the source for this and kind of tried to figure out maybe did something get lost in translation between like mm-hmm. the different, you know, because sometimes we find sources, we find yeah. articles, and then, you know, maybe whoever was writing it, they paraphrased and something got lost. So I go back and I'm, I'm clicking through and it goes to Yahoo Finance, which seems credible enough and they do cite it. So basically that's all they say is Tencent is trying to say that the sales are dipping due to the coronavirus and not really acknowledging the fact that it's maybe because you only have one game and there's no value in paying for this when it's just one game that was on, I think, the Wii U. It's not even a new game. So yeah. I, uh, I I would say that's probably why your sales are dipping. I'm sure coronavirus is, is impacting, you know, logistics and the user experience because they, sure. you know, production is down. But if the demand isn't there anyway, who cares how many you're able to produce? So, and I, and I don't understand the date. Like, has, has it suddenly stopped being an issue? Because why would you cut it off at March 31st? What about the people in April that are, you know, how, what about anybody else? I I, yeah. I don't understand this. What's the logic warranty. behind this decision? Was I did, I don't understand it. I read and I was like, this makes no sense at all. <laughs> and and but, like you're extending the warranty because like is it junkier systems? Like are you rushing them out or is there? Are you not extending enough- warranty because people that were infected built those switches? Like, well, is there not that, enough quality assurance? You know, yeah, are people yeah. are the are the are the factories undermanned so that there's not enough quality assurance to be able to look mm-hmm. at this stuff? Like, I I just don't get it. Why wouldn't you offer? You know. I don't know, like a better eat, reason as to why something offer another yeah. game, offer yeah. something else other than this, this extended warranty. But I guess that's in theory, that's all they can offer. They don't have anything else they can give that they, yeah. they could just say, well, I guess we can give you a bigger offer or warranty. But uh, yeah, it's a really strange, it's a really strange like offer and it's a really strange story. So if we get more details on that, we will obviously um, update everybody, but yeah, Tencent is kind of <laughs> dropping the ball. It's two weeks in a row. I think we've had a Tencent story regarding their, yeah. their well, Chinese Well, it's interesting switch. because last week I said, I bet you they're going to come out and blame coronavirus to the shortages of yeah. why there aren't any new games out. And then I saw this in the news and I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, this that? is ridiculous. In more corona news, we have delays. Uh, a lot of people are aware that the GDC was delayed until summer. There's no real information about it other than the fact that they're saying they're postponing it. This was after Microsoft, Amazon, and Facebook all had pulled out because of the concerns regarding the virus. And even though that's happening, E3 2020 apparently at this point in time is still on. ESA is monitoring the coronavirus situation very closely. And they said that they will continue to be vigilant regarding this. It is health is their first priority. And they obviously don't want people, you know, to be in harm's way. But at this moment, they are still planning on having it. It, They're still excited to have it. And we will see. Um, Beyond that, South by Southwest has decided to cancel theirs. And 
if you were excited to watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie in Japan, that is no longer happening either. There was no official reason why, but it would have to be believed it's, you know, because people are trying to stay out of large groups so they don't spread the virus. So I would assume mm-hmm. anything that there seems to be any sort of demand or any sort of interest, they probably postpone it for safety reasons. And that would be my guess as well. Um, so yeah, the coronavirus is still causing delays on all levels. And and we're only going to see it probably get worse and continue to to push things and change things. Like even just today, you know, we've mentioned we're designers, the, the big AIGA design conference, they just postpone it to November for next year. So these things keep getting pushed and changed and yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll stop, you know, and we'll see. I mean, we're just starting to get it here in the States mm-hmm. more, more than what we were having before. I mean, it's in, yeah. all, I think the majority of the States now a case here, a case there. So we'll see. It is starting to ramp up um, here in the States. And if you're not from the States, maybe you know, you're seeing it where you are, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll find out and uh, just keep people up to date on stuff. As of right now, we do have two confirmed cases within 30 miles of where you and I live. So it is getting very close. You know, it's just a matter of time. Yep. Right around the corner. (laughs) Um, So, you know, stay clean, people, wash your hands and take care of yourself, which kind of segues me into our next article. Uh, now, I personally did not know that Sakurai, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Director, had health-related work-life balance issues in the past. But I saw this article and I was reading it, and it was just enlightening me as to how crazy, how much of a workaholic he is. Uh, so obviously, he's been working on the clock to develop all these additional fighters for Smash Brothers, and he's spending all these excessive hours in the game's creation, and he doesn't take breaks. In the past, he said he addressed the health issues and he's even said he needed a work-life balance. Um, he About a year ago, he said that, that he would use an IV drip and go to work like normal to avoid taking time off. Yeah. <laughs> and he also spoke about how he dealt with a lot of stomach problems during the game's creation, which included some serious food poisoning. <laughs> Um, so the reason this is all popping up in the news again is because very recently he, uh, managed to avoid a major injury due to fatigue. I don't know if it was necessarily a major injury. I think he would have probably, it would have been bad, but he was taking a bath during a trip to the gym and just passed out because he was tired and dehydrated. And, um, people are saying that he has a low carb meat-based diet, which was a contributing factor. Like, no, the dude needs a break. The company needs to basically say, no, you go take a month. Like after this DLC is done, after this Fighters Pass 2, because it's the last one, after it's done, just make him like mandatory time off. This dude needs to learn how to chill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, this this thing, like like you had said, it's been an ongoing thing. This is, seems yeah. like it's part of his shtick. Like it, it's getting to the point where I I have no sympathy for somebody that's not capable of taking care of themselves. You're an adult, yeah. you know, you take care of yourself. You do this to yourself. If you had gotten in, it's, if, if somebody was demanding this of him, which I don't believe they are because he's going to the extent of getting an IV drip and then going to work as if nothing happened. And it's like, dude, mm-hmm. you're doing this because you want to be a martyr. You want people to talk about you. I, I just don't have any sympathy. I, I really don't. I, I, 
I, I just don't care. No, it, whatever you're making isn't important enough to have these physical issues and to beat yourself up like this. That is a conscious decision. You made that decision. You're an adult. Take care of yourself or don't, but don't expect people to, you know, jump all over it every time you decide to pass out because you're just you're not eating. Don't properly. take care of yourself. Yeah, you're yeah. not taking care of yourself. I, I just don't have sympathy for it. I think it's ridiculous. Or because Super Smash Brothers is whatever. Go work on another game. <laughs> well, Put all the time and energy towards another game. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think that, you know, it, it's been an ongoing issue. It's not that he did it just once. It's happened several times. It's a recurring he, he thing. He puts yeah. a lot into it, which I can, I, that's fine. You mm-hmm. You work hard. You like to work. I don't have any problem with that. But- you also need to be a responsible person that takes care of themselves and to have some sort of balance and understanding of what, you know, is important. And your health shouldn't be under making another fighter for Smash Brothers, who which is already has over 80. So it's like, I, I just don't care anymore. Sorry, dude. So now on March 10th, we get another international holiday, Mario Day. And if you were unclear as to why March 10th is Mario Day, you just have to write M-A-R-10 and you'll see that it says Mario. Um, They started to embrace, Nintendo started to embrace the holiday back in 2016. And we started to see like little things happening. So last year, I remember we had a bunch of sales. This year, it looks Mm -hmm. like we're going to be doing the same thing. Nintendo, Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, GameStop, Target. They're all offering discounts on Mario games and merchandise throughout Mario Day week. So by the time this podcast comes out, you'll be able to get some of these deals. Uh, Things that we're seeing is Super Mario Maker 2, Yoshi's Crafted World, Super Mario Party, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 are all on sale for roughly $40, depending on the retailer. Um, And those games are regularly $60. So this is one of the few chances that you're going to get a fairly substantial discount on a full price first party $60 game. So pretty cool. I, I always like when these little things happen. You know, it's like Pokemon Day that we got a, last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's fun. I think it, it kind of brings things back up. It's exciting. It's kind of cool to see. Uh, and I, I like that. And I'm going to definitely check out and see if there's any any Mario game that I don't have or want to play and uh, see if I can get a deal on it. Yeah. Personally, I'm not. The only one I was kind of interested in on the list was Yoshi's Crafted World, but I was recently watching a couple of reviews on it and changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, it's unfortunately, it doesn't seem yeah. like it's done super well just nope. because it, it's it's targeted too young, I think. I think that's the main problem with that game. I think it's really, really well done when I played the mm-hmm. demo. It was it's absolutely beautiful, but I just think they're, they're they 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 skewed too young for that title. Yeah. And then the other one, I I guess that I would be into would be Super Mario Party, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that seems like it would be a good one. Mm -hmm. Now, if you remember, there was a a while back, a couple episodes back, a couple months ago, we've talked about this twice now. It was that rare Nintendo slash PlayStation mashup where they were working together. And we said that the person that owned it wanted to sell it. And we were talking about how it should go into a museum. Well, and it didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he decided he he was going to sell it. He put it up for auction, um, 
interested parties have been bidding on it since February. And the new owner, now the proud owner of a rare one-of-a-kind Nintendo PlayStation, got it for $300,000. If you add in the buyer's premium, it should cost around $360,000. And this new owner was the only bid to bid on this thing. (laughs) One person. Uh, The collectors expected that there would have been a lot more for this one-of-a-kind prototype. And even the, the, the past owner had said back in 2019... He turned down a million dollars from somebody in Norway that wanted to buy the console because he thought it was going to sell for so much more. Well, there you go. That's what happens. You now Where? have 360000 as opposed to $1 million. I bet the guy who put it up for auction is just really bummed out now. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure. And it, yeah. you, you know, and this is something that you could have just had it in your name and donated it and or had it put in a, a museum somewhere. I mean, I guess 300 is better than 0, but it's sure. not better than a million, which is what you turned down because you thought it was going to be such a big hot item and uh apparently nobody other than us Nintendo fanboys and girls really care about this crap and now you get only 300,000 for it. Part of me hopes that the person who did bid was the same person that offered the million dollars from Norway, just because they could be like, ha. All the way to the bank. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Aha, they got their head out. They're driving away with it sitting on the passenger seat buckled in, (laughs) and they have their head out the window, and they're just laughing. Wind in their hair. (laughs) Just the best day they've ever had. So, yeah, that's all of the news. I mean... It's it's a bummer. Hopefully for three hundred thousand, maybe we'll see this thing pop up again, like at a Nintendo store or something like that. I think yeah. it'd be still kind of cool, a little piece of nostalgia that can float around. But who knows? Maybe it'll go in their private collection and it'll go up for auction again in another mm-hmm. ten years. But there needs there to be go. like some big drama or something between Nintendo and PlayStation for the value to go up. Like something big needs to happen in the industry for that to go. Like, oh, this is worth a ton of money. I mean, the two companies already hate each other, but something needs to happen more. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe maybe they maybe we get a new Nintendo PlayStation and this was the the first version of it. I could see value like that. I mean, I I don't know. I think it's so niche that it just is what yeah. it is and he should, you know, you should have just took that million, but that could have sparked something in his mind where he's like, "Oh, that that's it must be worth a lot then if this guy's throwing down a yeah. million dollar offer mm-hmm. right off the bat." But uh yeah, I don't he know. He was fooled. Yep, got him. <laughs> Or you know what? The next collaboration between Nintendo PlayStation is the Switch Pro. Yeah, there you go. Well, that brings us to our best top 10 bestsellers of the week. In first place is Animal Crossing, the pre-purchase. That's coming out right around the corner, so I'm not surprised it's getting it's number one. Uh, second place is Doom 3. Third is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, which just came out this last week. Uh, fourth is Doom. Fifth, Doom 2. Sixth, Mad Age and this guy. Seventh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Eighth is Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection. Ninth, Minecraft, and tenth, Stardew Valley. And then we have two new games in the top thirty. In fourteenth place, we have Rune Factory Four Special, and in thirtieth place, just before the cutoff, we have Two Point Hospital. Nice. So that was able to make it up there. So that's good. I hope to right. see it kind of grow, go up the list next week, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see more mm-hmm. of that. Um, yeah, so we knew we already discussed Doom had some great sales. Mad Age mm-hmm. and this guy probably was on sale pretty pretty much. We 
Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is new. Animal Crossing, I mean, we know that's going to be on the list for quite a while. So, All right, Mm -hmm. as far as new releases we're into this week, we have a couple checks. Nothing crazy, but uh, why don't you give the first one? Sure. So the first one I checked, I almost didn't check it, but I had to because it's so cute. It's called Invento. It comes out on March 12th for $5. It's uh, a very cute, small, relaxing puzzle game uh, with the story of cats, I guess. It's not like a a real intense story. It's literally just you see cats doing things. Uh, And the the puzzle aspect of it is you can arrange different bento dish pieces in an elaborate lunchbox. And you can... um, you base these recipes on a recipe that's shown to you. It's like a recipe card that's shown to you on the screen. And there's over a hundred puzzles. I thought it looked just super cute and relaxing. So uh, I put a check on it, but I would only buy it if it was like half off. Cause it's just one of those. Games. Yeah. Bucks. One of those little games. Yeah. Yeah. I but thought it was for cute. sure. And it looked like it was well done. So I wanted to put a check on it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. They, it does look well done. Um, mm-hmm. I thought for sure a street cat's tail would have been one that you would check as well. And that was, that was kind of like this, um, I think you play as a cat and you just kind of run around. It's the isometric style. Looks like a 16-bit, basically. Oh, yeah, And I saw you that. play as a cat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, boy, she's going to mark this turd. <laughs> no, I'm very, I'm very particular with my cat games. Oh, okay. Yeah. And right now, I'm not super loving cats. Like, me and my cat are in a very salty relationship right now, so... <laughs> mm, mm. Gotcha. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. And then we got another one marked. We both marked it, but you gave it a double check. So I gave you're it two more checks. excited. And I and I knew you would be. <laughs> um it is something that I like as well, but I'm more apprehensive with these kinds of titles because like I had said before, games like Limbo, things like that. Uh, visually they're very interesting to me, but they're just not that stimulating. I feel like a lot of times I get bored and lose interest. So this had that same vibe and I just like, I just, uh, I don't know. I just hold off. Yeah. I, do you want me to kind of get the description of the Yeah. Give the bit? rundown. Okay. Why, why I was just explaining why I only went with one check. Yeah. Well, I went with two, so I guess I, I should, I should be the one that talks about it more anyway. <laughs> um, so Stella coming out on March 13th for $20 it's a cinematic, atmospheric platformer, literally everything that I like in a game, about a young woman witnessing the final days of a mysterious ancient world. You can manipulate the environment to solve elaborate puzzles and creep past dangerous creatures under cover of a muted landscape. It has an original soundtrack, atmospheric experience, and something that I was interested in is it's a new game. I went to look on Steam, and it's actually also coming out on Steam on March 13th. So there's no reviews from Steam for us to share. So that's what I'm most excited about. It's not an existing game that's just being ported to the Switch. It's coming out new everywhere. So uh, I'm excited to kind of see everybody hyped for this. It is very much so in line. It's it's kind of like if Gris and Inside had a baby, just based on the trailer. But I also get vibes of Limbo and Seventh Sector. I absolutely love Seventh Sector. I gave that five a five out of five in our review. Um, but it's very much so in line with those kinds of games. So, and the, the storytelling part of it feels a lot more like Gris than the others, though. So, I, I'm looking forward to that. I definitely want this game. Uh, it's on my wish list already. <laughs> yeah. No, I mm-hmm. figured when I saw that. So that's good. We have that to look forward to. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. hear more about it and see. Uh, maybe we'll get a code. You could try that one out. I would love a code. 
But then the last check I put is Super Destronaut Land Wars. Now, a while back, Mots and I were playing Super Destronaut a lot. We were going back and forth trying to beat each other in our high score. And it's not a game I typically like. That's That was a, like a, a shmup. You're just flying mm-hmm. along, shooting things and whatever. And um, it's not really what I like, but I liked the leaderboard aspect of it and trying to beat his. And it kind of reminded me of if you went to an arcade, you know, you'd see somebody's initials on the thing and then you work hard to beat them. And then they come back a couple of days later and they work hard to beat you. And it was kind of cool. We did that for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So it just I was like, all right, I got to play other stuff. Um, but this is totally different so it's by the same company and it's super destronaut it's got the very similar look it's got these neons and some of the characters are pulled in that were in the original that we were playing except now this is sort of a first person shooter and some of the things they're they're talking about is it's 30 different challenges to complete you get to test your skills in this sort of arcade style with various weapons it has voxel graphics and it's very much the game we were playing before, except now it's a third or first person shooter version of it. And I thought that was really interesting. And it was something I wanted to check. I, I am not I don't need this right now. If it did go half half price or, you know, one of those crazy 75% off sales, I would mm-hmm. probably play it just to have some fun. But I just thought how crazy that this game has totally flipped and changed into something. totally different so i wanted to give it a check yeah and and like i said we did have a lot of fun we don't play it at all anymore but we had a lot of fun for this the stretch that we did it and if this has similar leaderboards and things like that that you can share online it would be really cool to do that again and uh and do it in a totally different way so super destronaut land wars and that comes out on the 13th as well and it is five dollars there are were a lot of shmups this week. So if yeah. any listeners out there are super into shoot 'em ups, me and you aren't necessarily super fans of those kinds of games. But if you are, I definitely recommend checking out the new releases this week because I'm sure there's going to be one or two that you're going to want to check out. And so that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, what you playing. So I same games as before. Mario Odyssey, I've been playing that a bit. Um I also downloaded the demo for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon because I'm willing to give it a try. I was very uh, pessimistic about it after seeing the, uh, I guess, the game trailer for it last week. But, you know, it's a demo, so might as well try it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so I went to go visit my sister this past weekend and finally had someone to play Mario Kart with for hours at a time. And (laughs) we just did cup after cup after cup playing until like one in the morning. It was awesome. Uh, It was just like we're in high school again or i was in high school she was in middle school again so it was pretty cool uh that was a lot of fun but that's, nice. that's it for me yeah um all right so for me i finally finally beat battle chasers finally. Uh, yeah it's a, it was it was really it was it was really dragging on towards the end uh i i I, I may still put together some sort of official review, but now that everything is said and done, I would give this a 3.5. Now, it's not terrible. Uh, it, for me, it all dropped towards the end game. I really love the music. I love the look. I love the style of it. I love the just everything about it. I like the character design. I liked the battle. If if you are a fan of classic JRPGs such as, you know, Final Fantasy 7, things like that that were turn-based um 
uh, battle mechanic, then you would be very comfortable with this this battle mechanic in this game. It's exactly the same. And you select your move, mm. and it's an extensive move list. There's there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of different uh, moves that you can do. But for me, eventually what I would do is I figure out like, okay, I like these three moves. I'll hit with this, and then I'll follow it with this, and then I'll do this. And then I'll just do it over and then over. So once you started figuring out what was working well and what was like a good, strong combination of moves, because what would happen is, you have a character that hits and they cause a bleed, which means you hit for a thousand and then for the next two or three moves, they're hit for an additional like 500 because they're bleeding. So then you would follow that up with a move that says, if this character has bleed already, you hit for an additional 2000. So you got to hit with bleed and then you hit with this and then you hit with a finishing move. And hopefully by then, you know, you've knocked them out. And I like Mm -hmm. that. But once you figured out that combo, you're kind of just spamming those same moves over and over and over and over and over. And what happened a was boring. <laughs> t- towards the end, it got very boring because yeah. you are not quite strong enough to finish the game. Level progression is slow and you need you don't need them all, but you need at least your legendary weapon because each character has a weapon, has an armor, has a, a, a like a necklace, a ring, and something else like a, a like a token basically. And mm-hmm. each one of those can be, you know, your typical commons or epics or legendary sort of armor. And you need at least, I would say your legendary weapon to be able to take out the final boss. And so I got to that level. I maxed out my three characters. You can have six, but at some point you need to just say, okay, who am I just going to run with? Because I got to just stick with somebody because the leveling is just so slow that I, I lost interest in trying to level the entire team. I picked my three. I committed to those three. And then I started leveling them up. I got them to max level. I got my legendary um, weapons. And then I went and fought the final boss and they beat me. And I was able to beat everything up to that point fairly easily. And then there's like this just this spike in difficulty. And it just it was like, okay, great. Now I got to go back, <laughs> go back to the last dungeon I was in, and then yeah. just kind of keep grinding that dungeon, get better drops, try to upgrade the the weapons, try to upgrade the armor, try to upgrade the trinkets, and then go do it again, and then see if I get can win that time, and then do it again. The, the real difficulty comes from the fact that the dungeons are randomly generated. So if you know a dungeon has... For example, the final dungeon is, I think, Mana Rift Dungeon or something like that. That final dungeon has a thing in it that can allow you to upgrade your gear from, let's say, Epic to Legendary. You need a certain combination of things to do it, but that is in that dungeon. The problem is you may not get what you need because the dungeons are randomly generated, so you'll play through it once. It's not there. You'll play through it again. It's it's not there. You play it again. It hasn't spawned. Yeah. You play it again. And now eventually it's spawned and maybe you don't have enough of whatever you needed to do what you need to do. So now you play it again. Now it's not there again. And it's like, come on, I'm playing this over and over and over again when I don't need to. I shouldn't have to do this this many times. And a lot of the comments I would see on forums were like, well, you know, on one hand, I like the replayability of it. 
Sounds I like don't. that's all you do. <laughs> it's not re- it's not replayability because it's the same experience. You're just yeah. grinding. That's not replayability. It's just grinding. You're just wasting my time. So when all was said and done, I loved a lot about it. The music is outstanding. The art style, I love the look. Everything about it was really, really well done. Even the battling, even the grinding at first, up to about 50 hours. I ended up beating the game in 80 hours. And to me, that was just about 40 hours too many for it to be a 4.5 or a 5 stars. It really was at that level until I started grinding so much. Now, I do think people could probably run through it and I don't know, maybe maybe they're just better luck. Maybe they got the drops they needed, they'll have better gear, or they just stick with you know the party early on and they can just go through it quick. I don't know. But for me, it ended up being 80 hours. It was about 40 hours too many, so it gets a 3.5. Um, but if that's your thing, if that's your jam and that's the kind of games you like, you may really love it. it it's definitely worth looking at if, it, if it's on a decent price, $10.00. $10, um, maybe even 15. If you really like these types of games, I would pick it up. It is well done. It just took too long for me to, to stay interested. So I, I kind of tuned out there for a little while, but it's done. You did it. It is done now. So I did it. And, and <laughs> not only that, on. but I did it and I did it where I like, I had all of the dungeons be at legendary level. So you can choose to go through them at normal Um, like epic or legendary. I beat them all at legendary. There was a couple other things that I did. There's like a battle arena that Uh you can go through. And if you, if you complete the battle arena, you get one of the characters, legendary weapons. I completed the battle arena, did all of that. So like, there was not much left for me to do, to be honest. So I do feel like I I did complete it. And that's the nice Mm -hmm. thing. I can put that out of my mind now. There's no reason to play this game anymore because I knew if I didn't do those things, if I left a dungeon not beaten at legendary, it would drive me crazy and I'd have to go back and do it. So I'm just happy that I went through. I finished everything. I feel content that it's done. So boom. Now I'm playing Zelda again. And I've only gotten back into it for a day or two, and I'm trying to remember the controls because for whatever reason, the controls in Zelda just seem so odd compared to everything else. Like the jump, the the placement of the buttons, just I remember that when I first played it. And it, I remember it always taking me a while because I'd, I'd randomly like throw my sword when I'm like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to throw my <laughs> <Yeah>. sword <laughs> or I'll, I'll tr- do something. I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to jump. And I remember that frustration for for quite a bit. And now I'm trying to remember it again and kind of go back through and be like, okay, I have to hit this, hit this. Okay, I got it. Um, And I'm doing the shrines. I've got about almost 80 shrines. And I'm just kind of grinding those right now just because it's one of the things where it's like, all right, well, if I'm going to beat it, I I need to beat it. And I'm I'm very close. So I don't want to have to go and pick this up again. So I'm going to just make sure I get the shrines. I'm not worried about the seeds. That's just too too ridiculous. I, I I'm done with There's those. There's too many. Yeah. There's just too many. I I don't I I I'm not that much of a completionist, but I yeah. I can get the shrines. I feel like I can get those. There may be one or two that I have to like look up to see if I can find them. But I'm so close, and I've got quite a few marked on my map already that I like came across that I just wasn't able to beat for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. I have them there. I can I can travel to them, fast travel to them. And that's probably another 10 at least that I've already found. I just didn't beat yet. So I'm pretty close there. 
Um, and then shockingly, shockingly, I, be- I believe me, I shocked myself with this one, <laughs> but I had, um, I actually, I got two more game stories. So oh. I had a GameStop gift card and I was all set. I, I, I wanted to buy, you know, a one game with it. And then I, I changed my mind to something else and it, it worked out anyway, but, um, I pre-ordered animal crossing. Which is so odd for me because like I had said already, I didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't even think I still want it. I'm not even sure, but I pre-ordered it. I had the money. um, So I said, it's been, I don't know, 20 years since I played the the first one, which I didn't like. I've never played anything else. And then I've got, I I downloaded Pocket Camp when that first came out and played that. I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to play. I don't like this either. And so in my mind, I was like, there's a lot about Animal Crossing that I really like. There's there's a lot there that appeals to my gaming style, like uh, Stardew Valley, like we talked about. And just mm-hmm. sort of these maintenance, mundane, like second life type games where you just go in, you relax, you do some menial tasks, and you kind of like just chill out with it. Those things really appeal to me. The things that I don't love about Animal Crossing is the character design. That is one thing where I'm like, oh, it's just too cutesy for my yeah, style. That's my biggest issue with it. I love everything else about the Animal Crossing brand. I like the way the leaves are done. I like the way the like the type is on the on the game. There's a lot of stuff I love about it, but it's like the actual characters in the game that are just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I you know what? I said, look, I gotta give it a try. I know that a lot appeals to me. I know that a lot of people absolutely love and adore this this series. So I'll get the physical version. Worst case scenario, I let you play it, or if you you decide you hate it, or if I decide I hate it, then we just say, Okay, well, at least I can sell it or what, you know, something. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I'm gonna give that a shot. Yeah, and- at least this way too, you you'll see, you know, right now it's so hyped by so many people you you almost feel like you're kind of missing out on something a little bit so yeah, at least yeah. this way it's like oh okay um if i like it great i'm not missing out on anything but if you don't like it it's just you know it's not for you you'd never have that you know wondering in the back of your mind or anything like that so that's great yeah yeah and it's been a while it has mm-hmm. been a very long time and you, it's hard to say you know me as a gamer has changed quite a bit in the amount of time that since I played the first one on the GameCube, yeah. the game itself has probably changed. Whether whether the gameplay has changed, I I don't know, but I'm mm-hmm. sure the you know the look and the design of the game has changed enough to where maybe it would be more interesting to me now. So I'm going to give it a shot. And then the last thing I have is I finally have Witcher Three on the Switch. I have the physical version. It sits Yay. sitting on my desk right now, looking at me and just waiting for me to beat Zelda so that I can finally get into Witcher. Um, and I'm very excited to do it. I've watched all the gameplay videos of Witcher 1 and 2. I've watched recap videos. I've read all the books. I've seen the TV show. I am officially ready to play Witcher 3. <laughs> I've I've dived in completely and uh I, I I don't think I could be more ready to to play a game. I'm surprised you're even waiting to to finish Breath of the Wild before you get into it. I I, I thought you would just start it and be like see you later Zelda, move move over. Sorry. <laughs> I, I really want to, but it I'm yeah. it, having games that I haven't finished is a meant it, 
and I know this sounds crazy, but it mentally stresses me out. It Mm -hmm. it really does. It's it's something where it's not you know I don't lose sleep over it. It's nothing crazy, but it is one of those little nagging things in the back of my mind where it's like, well, you still haven't beat Hollow Knight and you still haven't beat Zelda. You have should you really be starting this next game because you haven't done these others? (laughs) And it's something. Jeez, it it is. It's it's that (laughs) sense of you know, if this pen wasn't put away, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. But it's like. I, I should put my pen away because it drives me crazy to sit on my desk. <laughs> and that's kind of yeah. how these games are. They're not mm-hmm. done. They're not put away. And they need to be put away before I can play with my next toy. And that's yeah. where I'm at. So I'm going through them and I'm putting things away. But I don't know. How, putting things away can is only going to get me so far because at some point I'm going to be like, all right, sorry, Hollow Knight. I need to play Witcher finally and then I'll play play you some other time because I, I've been able to put away some stuff, but I'm, I, I, I have to give into the fact that I've been wanting to play this for quite a while. Yeah. There, there, there it is. What you playing, what you buying. I got it all. <laughs> um, if you would like to write us, please, please feel free. You can contact us at nintendodispatch.com. You just go to our contact page. If you would like to watch us play some games, which it's infrequent, but it occasionally happens. I think you could either watch us probably on Twitch or even go to our YouTube channel. I think we have a bunch of stuff archived there, but you go to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. I believe our YouTube channel is also linked on there. So you could go there to see some of our old streams that we had for a while and and see if it's something you'd be interested in. And if you would like to chat with us, you can also do that. We're always on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast, and we're also on Discord occasionally, and that info is on our website. We're always in there chit-chatting about stuff. I think we were recently talking to people about uh, Marby Z is on there playing his new Pokemon game, and mm-hmm. we were kind of discussing that a little bit, and Animal Crossing and all the fun stuff that's coming out in the very near future. So we have that to look forward to. Anything else you want to share with anybody? No, that's it. All right. Well, then this (laughs) has been your Nintendo Dispatch.